Welcome to the Equipers Church Budapest podcast. We hope today's message will encourage and inspire you. For more information, check equiperschurch.au. Yo, so good guys. Hey, it's great that you came. Uh, we are really just happy that we can uh, go. I, I don't know about you, but so far I was really blessed by this series. Hey, if you, something, just anything you couldn't make, you can still catch up on the podcast we have. Yeah, but otherwise, I just really had uh, on my heart to share something about the solitude and how solitude can charge your spirit. So that's kind of the topic I just really want to share with you guys tonight. Uh, so maybe let's just start by you know, opening the Bible in uh, Romans chapter 8. Um, our things should be on the screen. Yeah, nice. Cool. So basically, this is the verse that all of us have highlighted in our Bibles. Yeah, This is the verse that all of us know that everybody preaches about. So let's read it quickly. Yeah? And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And I reckon, like, I know this is a wonderful verse, but nobody really talks about the verse that is right after that. I think it's very powerful as well. So basically, for God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Did you know that God chooses you to become like Jesus? And I think that's really powerful. Like, when you have a look, we, we've been created for change. We've been created to become somebody, to become somebody, and Jesus is the pattern. And to really like, kind of like um, to grow there, we, we, we need to look at Jesus' lives and how he was living to observe and to learn. Cool, so let's uh, just look at if God is the model. Oh, sorry. Cool, so there is, uh, in Equipers Church, we often speak about the values we have. And you know, these are the foundational values that make us of who we are. And many times you probably hear about uh, values like honor, excel, advance, reach out, together. And this is just something what we do as Vancouver Church. But one of the values we often speak is excellence. And excellence, just really, the, to have a spirit of excellence is just this attitude, no, I want to become more like Jesus. I really believe that we as a church, we don't want to be just called to religion. No, we actually want to be transformational church, that we want to become like Jesus. And cool. So let's move to another, how we can get there. Cool, if Jesus is the role model, how we can get there? Well, I believe that there are many, many uh, things uh, to follow. How we can, first of all, by being in the right environment. By being in the environment that is bigger than you are. That's how you know you grow. You know, just coming to the church, coming to e-groups, you know, just, you just know these habits are good because they lead to growth. And, uh, you know, um, how do you know that you are in the right room? Well, if you are the smartest guy, guy, if you are the smartest guy in the room, you are in the wrong one. And until you are not the doctor of theology, you are in the good room. <laughs> like a pastor. Cool. Um, yeah, that's actually why I married Kika, because, you know, she's always the smartest. And I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Cool. But yeah, then how do we grow? How, can, how we can get there, yeah? So just through challenges and difficult times. This is some way that God actually uses. No, God is testing us, so he's, he's shaping us to be more like him. Then by having, uh, getting out of comfort zones, by having a willingness to grow, and through spiritual disciplines. And today I just really want a little bit to open up uh, the, the last part of this process. 
which is like uh, the spiritual disciplines, yeah. And you know, there was this guy and he just came up with this idea, his name was Dallas Villard, and he's just kind of like um, thinking about these disciplines and kind of like dividing them into two groups or uh, like uh, organizing them and he's just kind of like came with this idea of dividing them into disciplines of engagement and disciplines of abstinence. And you know, the uh, disciplines of engagement is basically, these are the ways of connecting with God and one another. Engage honestly with them in order to love and be loved. But then there, is, uh, there are these disciplines of abstinence. These are the ways of denying ourselves something we want or need in order to make space to focus and connect with God. And you know, just really, I really like this idea of abstinence, just like, you know, let go things we want and need in order so we can just make space. And, but let's have a better look on these uh, disciplines. You know, I really believe that there is something happening when, when we engage of the purpose of God around us. There is something happening when we engage with the word of God, when we read the Holy Bible. Something happens and we know because there is a shift and we feel it. Something happens when we engage with praise and worship. Atmosphere changes and we have a moment with Jesus. And I just really pray, guys, that this year as you will engage with praise and worship, you will just have amazing moments with Jesus. and It's going to be awesome. And... <clears throat> Another thing, something happens when we engage with prayer, talking to God. Something happens when we engage with one another in community, just uh, growing together, championing one another. Something happens when we engage with our reflection with the spirit inside of us. And then something happens when uh, we serve. And just really God uses that a lot. Cool, so I, I reckon this is the part of all of us enjoy. You know, all of us like, ah, we love to read the Bible, we love to uh, worship God, but we love to pray together, and we kind of like really enjoy these things. And you know, it's not so hard. But then there is this other group called Disciplines of Abstinence, and I reckon that this is the hard part. This is the thing we don't really enjoy. So it's, you know, probably get it, there is like something like anyway, fasting, you know? So it's like, it's so easy to motivate people to engage with worship, like, hey, let's stand up, let's worship God, and everybody is in, yeah? But it's like, hey, cool, the same room, come on, let's fast for 21 days, and nobody's with you, yeah? So it's like, it's so much harder to motivate people for this. But I reckon there is something special happening when we give up these things, when we give up in order to make space for God. So, of course, fasting, just uh, we going without food for a period of time, uh, then Sabbath, uh, no work, secrecy, uh, not making our good deeds known in order to find our sufficiency in God alone. Silence, not speaking, this is a huge deal for some of you, um, in order to quiet our minds and whole self and attend to God's presence. And the last one, is, um, I reckon, very special. It's called solitude. And it's just really refraining from interacting with other people. And this is just the, the, exactly the one I want to open up today. Uh, yeah. So you kind of like see that following Jesus is a huge complex. It's a huge complex. And part of that is solitude. And, you know, so if the goal is to be more like Jesus, let's study this habit in his life. 
how he was practicing the solitude. Uh, and I just want to say uh, as well that um, as we are going through this series called Awaken, uh, just really talk about the habits we have in our life as a Christians, and just really want to encourage you guys that uh, it's still not too late to establish some new habits in your life, some new habits that leads to growth. Come on, guys, this can be still the best year of your life if it will be the best year spiritually. Yeah. Cool, so let's go to another verse uh, from Mark chapter 6. Yeah, so basically you kind of like see that Jesus um, just saying to his disciples, you know, come with me by ourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. You know, you can see in this verse that Jesus and his disciples, they were so busy, they did not even have a chance to eat. Can you imagine that? It's, it's so crazy. You know, Gospels reveal that the life of Jesus was so, full of solitude. But like when you look at, like, yes, we can get busy. Yes, there is lots of stuff going around us. But come on, even I just really pray that even when you find yourself in a busy place, you'll just hear the voice of Jesus saying, come on, come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. And, but yeah, so let's look at the definition of solitude. Uh, kind of like when you look at the dictionary, uh, what it says is the state of being alone. But when you look at the, in the Bible, what it says about solitude is the state of being alone, but in order to be with Jesus, all we've got. Uh, cool, so let's look at the, some verses. Uh, we'll go through some verses from the life of Jesus. So you can see that Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So yes, he, it was about being alone, but not really, he was praying. Then another verse from Luke chapter six, um, Jesus went out to mountainside to pray and to spend the night praying to God. Another one, uh, Luke chapter five, verse 15 to 16, uh, again, you see kind of like Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And you kind of like really see that, yes, his disciples noticed that. They seen this habit in Jesus' life because it's written there. And just kind of like really want to talk about these illustrations of like empty battery. You know, if you know the feeling when your battery on your phone just runs out and you are kind of like panicking, oh, Oh man, now I don't know even how to get home because I use the maps all the time. And it's like, you know, you start to panic and you quickly search, search for the battery. And, but you know, how many we can agree that a phone without battery is useless? That's right, eh? So the same way, God cannot use us if we run on empty. If our spiritual batteries are empty, God cannot use us simply. And... You know, our phone needs a charger to fill its battery with electrical energy so it can function. The same way we need solitude, basically spending time with God alone, to fill our spirit with the presence of God so God can use us and so we can function. So that's why I basically just really uh, kind of like trying to name it like uh, how solitude can charge your spirit. And today we're just gonna unpack a few reasons of how actually God uses this simple discipline to, so we can grow into the pattern of Jesus. 
Cool, so the first one, very simple. I think it's been said, but let's repeat so we know it. Uh, solitude is not about being alone, but to be with God, yeah. Jesus doesn't need only to have some kind of introvert moment. No, no, he needed to have God's moment. He needed to have moments with God, with his Father. And there is this, uh, uh, he gives us this, yeah, there is this uh, guide he gives us. Just what he's saying, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. I just quickly repeat, uh, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. You know, before we go public, I really believe that God actually wants to teach us something in the secret, where nobody sees us, only God. And I often, I reckon that God often encounters us when we are alone. Yes, we can have amazing moments with God, when we engage with the praise of worship. But I really believe God, we can have amazing moments when we actually absence with other people and God encounters us. And there is this story from the Old Testament. Um, we all know it's about Jacob. And I love just the start of kind of like realizing when it happened. Well, it happened when Jacob was left alone. So I'll just quickly read it. This is a very powerful story from Old Testament. And um, yeah, so Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let go for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what's your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will not longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called this place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. This man visited Jacob, and actually then he realized, no, it was God. It was God. And I just really pray, guys, that you're just coming out of this year from the places when you'll be alone and God encounters you, and you'll come out, out of that exactly like Jacob, blessed from the place. Cool, so let's go into the reason number two. It's called uh, solitude. Uh, helps us to overcome distractions. One of the biggest enemies of hearing God's voice is actually distractions. Yeah. God wants to speak to us more than we want to hear from him. That's the sad reality. Just want to really, guys, encourage you, just the idea, you know, like leaving your phone in the next room, leaving your phone in the next room. When you come to God, don't, don't let the things distract you. God's presence is so precious. There is this story from the Gospels in the Luke chapter 10 about Martha and Mary. Uh, so Martha had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was what? By all the preparations that had to be made. 
she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister was left, left me to do the work by myself? Tell her, tell her to help me. Ah, Marta, Marta. Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but a few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. There is so much going on around us, guys. God is moving so powerfully, and we are so simply distracted because all the noise that is around us. I, I just really realized that oh, yesterday I was reading this passage that, you know, Ma- Martha, she was, she was sitting at Jesus' feet. And she was elsewhere in her mind. She was distracted. Can you imagine that we can sit right at God's feet? God is speaking and moving around us, but we are still elsewhere. You know, you are hearing God's word, but maybe some of us just running away in our minds, not really here. Come on, guys, don't let the devil rob you the word of God. I love the third point, which is just kind of like, Solitude honors God. How does it look like when we honor God? I love in Ephesians what it said, like chapter 5, verse 15 to 16. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. I love what um, English Standard Version says, making the best use of our time. Time is so precious, guys. To have time with God, we need to prioritize him in our schedule. No time is free, but it's priceless. You know, yesterday I finished my high school. I'm just 22. You know, today I'm married, and in two weeks I should be father. (laughs) Like, Jesus, help me. (laughs) Time time is so precious, guys. Don't, come on, let's honor God with our time. It will just go away. You don't even notice. But let's stay surrounded. You know, the God actually says in 1 Samuel, those who honor me, I will honor. You know, one thing is when we honor God, but God is saying, when you honor me, I will honor you. And that's a big deal, guys. That's a big thing. Just really want to encourage you guys here to uh, put God first. Prioritize him and plan your schedule. He cannot be just an afterthought. You know, when you go to eat, oh, well, I should pray. I should pray. God, I'm sorry I haven't prayed today. I haven't even thought about you, but you know, there is a food and I want to eat. And so uh, let me just pray, Father. And yeah. Or just, you know, in the end of the day, you go to sleep like, oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm afraid, so I will just pray for you that you'll be with me. And no, no, God, God cannot be just an afterthought in your day. You need to put him first. You need to show him that you care about him. Then he will honor you. I love starting day with my devotions and just really spending time alone with God. You know, win the morning, win the day. Just really believe when you start your day with God is, is the best way to start the day. Solitude makes room for God. And this is a quick one, but I really want to put it out here. Uh, just really, it's all about, you know, like, we are often like, God, I want to see more of you. I want to see you moving. I want to see more of you moving in my life. But then God is like, oh no, but you don't give me any space. How can I move? You don't give me any room. I just really, it's very simple and I give him more. 
Come on, guys, some of you just really need to spend more time with God than just reading the verse of the day on the app. Come on. I know, I know some of you are doing that. <laughs> are quiet, yeah? I know. Come on, then another, another is uh, solitude allows us to hear God's voice. You know, last week, we, Pastor Miro was actually preaching about hearing the voice of God. And I really believe that this is a big one. So if you haven't heard it, go to the podcast, listen it. Uh, but yeah, when you can't hear the next thing God is saying, maybe probably just go back to the last thing he said. I had this, this funny story. Uh, uh, maybe two, three weeks ago, I was um, kind of like accidentally missing my shampoos and shower gels. And I was already annoyed because I spent so much money on it and I always lose it. I go to the shower in the gym and I forget it. Then somebody, I come the next day, it's taken. <laughs> so I kind of like really frustrated. And this happens many times. And then I realized that it was actually Marek. Where is Marek? You stole it. You stole it. <laughs> I know. You stole me one. You are the guy. Yeah. But I was just accidentally missing those shampoos and shower gels. I was so annoyed because I spend, oh, I always go to the, I go to the store and I buy them and then I go to the gym, I go home and I was, oh, I leave it there. I go back, it's not there anymore. So kind of like, but then I find myself, you know, um, I go to the gym and I don't have shower gel. And I was like, ah, oh, they took me yesterday. Then I look around the showers and I see two. So I was just like, okay, I'll just take it, no big deal. <laughs> so I went home, I took those shower gels, I used them. But, uh, so I basically stole it, somebody, but somebody lose it. I was like, ah, that's not the big deal because somebody did it to me yesterday. But then, uh, so what happened, then I went um, to have a time with God. And I kind of like, I was, I was expecting the next thing, what God will say to me. But I was just like feeling, ah, why, why, why have you stolen that? It's not yours. It's like, ah, come on, it costs maybe like two euros. It's not a big deal. So I was just, okay, I was just another day using someone else's shower gel, very happy, you know, continuing. But then again, I'm, I'm about to have a time with God. And I open the Bible, and I, I don't receive anything next, but I keep hearing the last thing. You know, why have you taken that? Put it back. It's like, I will not put it back. It's awkward. <laughs> Somebody will see me, like, put, leaving there to shampoo. It's so, so awkward. So then I was like, man, um... Okay, so I'm, I'm going to have again time with God. And I hear the Holy Spirit. I was reminded so clearly. Like, if you'll not put it back, I will stop talking to you. I was like, whew, man. <laughs> okay, well, I, it's awkward, yes. But I, I'll never want to lose the ability to hear God's voice. And I just really believe that some of us are expecting the new things. But you know that God is calling you to go back to the last one he said. And solve the issues in our lives. And uh, yeah, so let's go to another point. I put it back. I put it back, man. I put it back. And since then, I was ready to hear the next thing. Yeah. Cool. Next point, um, solitude changes the way we think. Uh, we are able to change 
we are able to be reprogrammed. Our brain is able to change. We can have new habits. We can have new lifestyle. Our family is able to change. Your parents are able to change. Your kids are able to change. Thankfully, even your wife is able to change. <laughs> no dinner tonight, hashtag, yeah. Nah. Cool, so yeah, that's a good news. And I love the verse from the Bible that actually speaks about it from Romans chapter 12. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Come on, do not be conformed, but be what? So good. By renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. As we spend time with God, reading the Bible, listening to his voice, he is transforming us and renewing our thinking, renewing our thoughts, renewing our behavior and us as a person to become more like Jesus. Another point, uh, solitude builds relationship with God. This is kind of like obvious, but I want to point it out. Uh, imagine that the only time I would spend with my wife would be public. There will be, there will be no privacy, there will be no intimacy. There will be no Johnny Boy coming in two weeks. I really believe that solitude builds relationship. Relationship flourish from intimacy. As you spend time with God alone, your relationship starts to flourish. Another point is just like point number eight. Solitude builds discipline. It's not easy to wake up one hour before, you know, like you have to wake up at six or seven. Then you should like wake up one hour before so you can make some devotion with God. It's not easy, you know. It's quite terrible, <laughs> you know. But uh, I really believe that as we do it, it builds us. It builds our discipline and we are becoming more stronger. And as we are consistent, I love what the Bible says in Hebrews um, chapter 12 from New Living Translation. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. Good news. It's normal. It's painful. But afterward, there'll be peaceful harvest of right, thing, uh, of right living for those who are trained by this way. If you let God to train you by building a discipline, there'll be a harvest. There'll be a good, great outcome from this. Outcome is worthy. It's not enjoyable, but come on, God, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to establish this habit and just protect it, stay consistent, because I know even if it's not enjoyable, the outcome will be great and you will bless it. Amen. Yeah, yeah and this is one of the last uh, points I have. It's just really like uh, solitude prepares us for what is coming. And I kind of like, I think this is the one of the drop the mic moments in this. Because, you know, um, before the Jesus ministry and even after Jesus applied this principle. Before Jesus started to preach and to minister to other people, he spent 40 days in the desert, in the wilderness. Yes, there was a devil and then angels, but no, no, it was mainly about him and God. Solitude prepare him so God could use him in the next season in his life. But then I really believe that in, in Matthew uh, chapter 26, and this is 
you know, one of, one of the hardest passages to read in the Bible. Jesus knew that he is about to die. He, he knows that he will soon, in few hours, he will experience one of the worst death that exists in the time. He, this was the hardest night of his life. But still, he decided to go away a little further from his disciples. And he fell with his face on the ground and prayed. My father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. But not as I will, but as you will. And you know, when we go through difficult times, I really pray that you'll be reminded of this and just kind of realize, no, I, I just need to go a little bit further. I, I really appreciate everything you're doing, guys. But I know that now I, I just need to go a little bit further, to, to, not to be alone. Uh, I love you guys, but I, I actually need to be with God. I need to be with somebody else. I need to be with my father. I need to hear his voice. I appreciate yours, but now I need to hear his. And I really believe that one of the reasons why Jesus was able to be faithful in the purpose of God, to go through this night, was actually because he had time with his father. Because of the solitude. Solitude helped Jesus to stay focused on God's purpose before he was crucified. The last point I have here tonight is solitude allows us to make difference. We, we don't just want to be a, just, another, just another church, just another Christians. We don't want to be just a religion. No, no, God, is, God wants to use us in this city. God wants to use us to, to, to bring a taste of heaven here, to really bring, bring a fragrance of heaven. We are meant to bring a change, to make a difference. I love the passage from John chapter 15, you know, verse 4 and 5. Just Jesus is very giving this illustration, saying, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bring much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And just really coming to this, like, we actually, we are dependent on God. It's great that we have great intentions. It's great that we have maybe great mission. Yes, there is a lot of need. But guys, the real reality, we can't do much without God. He needs to be the initiative. We need to be connected on him. We need to spend time with him. We need to have relationship with him. That's the only way how you can make difference to whatever God is planting you. We are called to bring the heaven down. I just really want to invite you guys maybe to stand up as we'll just uh, pray on the end. I just really kind of want to invite you to, to make a decision tonight. Make a decision to grow. Establish this habit. 
Oh, Jesus wasn't just doing because he needed. Of course he needed, but he was as well doing it so he could give us a model, a pattern to follow. Don't give up. Stay consistent. And I just really like feel, guys, that some of us been really praying this prayer lately. Like, God, I want more. And I feel like some of you have been praying like, God, I want to see you moving around my life. I want to see you moving in my family. I want to see you moving in my business. I want to see you moving in my school, in my city, in my life. But you know, God is saying, you need to give him more space. Come on. You need to give him more space. I love that you have this desire, but I, if I really am about to move in your life, I need for, from you to give me more time. If you really want to show me how great I am, come on, you need to trust me with your money. If you really want to see something amazing, what I can do, you need to trust me. You need to give me more space. You know, sometimes we ask for God so much, but all we give him is so little. I really believe that God is calling us. So let us just pray.